This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is where you get in on all the action. Download the Superbook app today. Bet on the NBA, college basketball, or the NHL with Superbook Sports. True Mav Fitness, a new way to work out, a better way to work out for you to achieve your fitness needs. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMavFitness.com. Two Rivers Ford, where you always get all new non-specialty Ford vehicles below MSRP, Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, or online at TwoRiversFord.com, and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you. Get the Intel Edge at GaryAshton.com. So, uh, a couple of new hires made, or made official, by the Titans today. One made official in particular, the other yet to be confirmed by the organization, but still uh, a note, uh, a move rather, and a hire that I think is worth discussing at greater length. So Chad Brinker comes over from the Green Bay Packers to join the Titans front office structure. He will be, his title officially is the assistant general manager He joins the Titans after spending 13 seasons with the Green Bay Packers in a football administrative role. Then, according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network, the Titans finalized their coaching staff with running backs coach and run game coordinator Tyler Outen, who is a former offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos last year. So these are the two hires that have been made, one official, one not yet official, but Expect that news to come down in the next few days. Your question or your Two Rivers Ford take that I want to start with is what's your favorite new addition to the Titans coaching staff? Do you have one? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Um, Right after I remind you, did I say Tyler Outen or is it Justin Outen? I apologize, Justin Outen. Um, not Tyler. I don't know why I keep saying Tyler. That's the like the third is the, Tyler Outen sounds like a tight end at some point for the Broncos. I feel like that's been a thing that's uh, that's in the back of my mind. Either way, Justin Outen, forgive me for the mistake. What's your favorite new addition to the Titans coaching staff? It's your Two Rivers Ford take. As always, it is made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles and a non-commissioned sales staff that will always go above and beyond. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, or online at tworiversford.com. So, as you look at the circumstance, uh, Cade Otten is on the Bucks. He's a tight end. Thank you, Robert, uh, from the shadows, making it happen. Um, I, think that the, uh, I think that the circumstance for this Titans coaching staff, you didn't get the sexy name that I think a lot of you guys wanted, right? Eric Bieniemy, who, by the way, did not get a head coaching job again this cycle. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but um, 
there was not a, a big splash hire on the Titans coaching staff, it felt like, from the way that fans received it. I think that there's a couple of them that are very, very interesting, though, when you go through the list of new additions, and I'm talking specifically about new additions tonight. Um, so including Charles London as the pass game coordinator, Chris Harris as the cornerbacks coach and defensive pass game coordinator, you have Lori Locust and Justin Hamilton now with Justin Outen added to the coaching staff as the running backs coach. So there's a couple of different options to choose from. But I think the fact that they added Outen and London, two guys, one who interviewed for the OC job, another who has been an offensive coordinator and was calling plays towards the end of the season after Nathaniel Hackett got fired. I think the two offensive coaching hires, I know I'm kind of combining two together, but I think the two offensive coaching hires, the ones that catch my attention most. This was Mike Vrabel speaking about new quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator, Charles London. Going to, you know, he, he won't be able to probably do as much going forward, Joe, um, with, with the responsibility of the quarterbacks. Um, you know, I, I see him, you know, bringing this, the ideas that, that he had. And uh, when we met um, and, and communicating and, and, and helping us put together the best plan uh, in the spring and then ultimately uh, helping helping Tim as we go through training camp and then, you know, into the season. So, you know, there's, um, you know, there's so one person has to has to make sure that they're they're leading the offense. And, um, you know, that'll be Tim, um, but, but making sure that, that everybody's voice is, is heard and then we go in with a game plan and then we have to execute it and we, and we have to make sure that we're calling a, a sound football game. So that's Mike Vrabel on Charles London, um, who he's got experience with in the past and did interview for the offensive coordinator job. I do think it's telling that they got one guy who interviewed for the job but didn't get it. And another guy who's been in a uh, in the role of offensive coordinator, but did not get an offensive coordinator job elsewhere this season. I think it's notable that they were able to retain two of those guys, one who has prior experience with Mike Vrabel, but another who comes in from a different system and has the ability to incorporate new ideas on both sides. I do think that's notable. Um, that and the idea that they now have a designated passing game coordinator and run game coordinators, which is not something that this team has had in years past. In fact, last year was the first time under Mike Frabel that they have had a designated passing game coordinator. So the coaching staff is getting more specialized. Uh, a to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your Intel Edge you need to succeed. That Intel helps you sell your home without any showings or staging, helps you find your next home while you sell your current one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market, helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity right now. Everybody else is getting the same information on the same properties, not you. You're smart. You're going to GaryAshton.com to get that Intel edge. You need to succeed and trust the team that your favorite teams trust at GaryAshton.com. So, um, Let's see. I, Ronnie Sneed says he likes the Chris Harris hiring. Chris Harris is also going to be a fascinating one, right? Because it kind of speaks to the idea of promoting from within. Shane Bowen could very well be getting head coaching looks next uh, next season, depending on how this goes. 
for the Titans. And Chris Harris is somebody who was interviewing for DC jobs very recently. He's been in the league for 17 years, nine as a coach, eight as a player. Um, he has been in Washington for the last three seasons as their DBs coach. He contributed to one of the best defenses in the NFL over the last three seasons. Um, in Washington, they were top 10 in a number of categories. Total defense, passing yards allowed, points allowed, third down defense, red zone defense. And obviously, he's going to be their defensive passing game coordinator here. He will have uh, a lot of say, obviously, in how things are managed on that side of the ball. And he'll work with uh, Shane Bowen on that side of the ball. And if Shane Bowen gets a new uh, gets a head coaching job elsewhere, well, then you have an internal candidate on Mike Frabel's staff the way that he already likes to do. Kevin Jones says, who's the new offensive line coach? He's the one with the biggest task. So he's uh, offensive line. His name is Joe, uh, or excuse me, Jason Hotailing. Jason Hotailing is the new offensive line coach. He was an assistant this past year. So he was 14 years in college football prior to joining the Titan staff last year. He was uh, the head coach of Wagner for five years. It's a smaller college football program. Uh, he's got the vast majority of his coaching experience on the collegiate level was either offensive line or offensive coordinator related. So he's been working on that side of the ball his entire career. Jason Hotailing um, was an assistant under Keith Carter. Now, what Mike Vrabel said about Jason Hotailing is it's the best interview that he did this uh, offseason or this coaching hire cycle. He said that he came in prepared with a lot of notes about things that he likes, things that he'd do differently. Um, now that he would be, or if he was in charge of the unit, which now he officially is. So Jason Hotailing is the name that's going to be uh, associated most with the offensive line and will, yes, have a lot of heavy lifting to do. Um, Jackie Holbert says, man, I've missed a lot of these hires while being lost in The Last of Us. Well, I hear it's a Fantastic program on HBO. I haven't had the opportunity to start it just yet. So I, I think the the two offensive uh, the two offensive hires are the the ones that are gonna um, the one that are gonna garner the most attention um, outside the offensive coordinator because you already know who Tim Kelly is. So we'll keep an eye on that moving forward. And then the uh, the new uh, assistant general manager hire I think is going to be involved. And I'll read you the statement from Rand Carthon the Titans GM uh, here in just a second. Um, in fact, he says of Chad Brinker, who was hired today, Chad brings a unique skill set to our franchise. He has touched every facet of the personnel department, working in pro personnel, college scouting, cap management, and analytics. We are excited to add his knowledge and, exp uh, and experience to our evolving personnel group. So evolving is the notable word, word there because it's not done yet. Jimmy Evans says, when's car coming in? Um, uh, you know, I I have zero interest in talking about Derek Carr. I know the morning show did it this morning, but yeah, I mean, I'm good. It's just uh, good on that. Anyway, V-Day Strays, who took one in sports today? There was one notable one, uh, Titans adjacent, shall we say that uh, caught my attention in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. The question is this for you. Who took the worst Valentine's Day stray? We will get into it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by our friends on uh, at TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out, a better way to work out for you to achieve 
your goals. That is what they offer you. Boot camp style classes. They're about 40 minutes. Very efficient, very effective in maximizing your time and your ability. You're going to see your continued improvement when you go and take part in their classes. Each day focuses on a different part of your body, a different emphasis, so you're not exhausting yourself, exhausting your muscles. This is what True Math Fitness is going to offer you, not just group classes, but personal training and an open gym, any variety that you want and any amount of usage that you need. You can check out their great membership offers at truemathfitness.com, where you can also go to sign up for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident, truemathfitness.com. So, um, looking at the uh, looking at the Valentine's Day strays, who caught the worst one at this point? Uh, AJ Brown ripped Juju for that Valentine's Day joke on Bradbury. Yes, that is probably the most notable one out there. If you don't know what we're talking about, AJ Brown. Well, first and foremost, Juju Smith Schuster got onto Twitter today. And he posted a fake Valentine's Day card, or a real one, however you want to choose to describe this. But here is his Valentine's Day card. It's a picture of James Bradbury, the corner for the Eagles, who notably, with under two minutes left, was called for a hold that set up the uh, first down that allowed the Chiefs to basically kneel out the uh, kneel out the game, kick a game-winning field goal, and end the Super Bowl in anticlimactic fashion. It's a picture of James Bradbury, and it says, "I'll hold you. I'll hold you when it matters the most." From Juju Smith-Schuster, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. That's the biggest stray. Now, A.J. Brown, Bradbury's teammate and noted tweeter and deleter, got on social media and decided to respond in his own right, saying, first off, congratulations, y'all deserve it. A second, he says, this is lame, you are on the way, you were on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal TikTok boy he admitted that he grabbed you but don't act like you uh like you're like that or ever was but congratulations again TikTok boy is particularly disrespectful although I think James Bradbury in this exchange still catches the worst stray I'll hold you when it matters most that's a tough scene I, uh, AJ is, you know, AJ is going to be AJ on social media. I'm sure he's going to be tweeting through it this off season. I'm sure there's a degree of Titans fans that are going to enjoy that today, but goodness gracious. Um, that was an unnecessary shot at Bradbury. Jackie Holbert says that's not a stray. That is a direct shot. In fact, you are correct, Jackie, a direct shot to the heart of James Bradbury and the Philadelphia franchise. All right, gone viral to wrap up this Valentine's Day show, and then we'll let you guys get back to your evenings. I hope it's a romantic one, and I hope that the romance does not involve the primetime show, although uh, I appreciate that if that's something that's going on in the background of these things. Gone viral. Will the crying Jordan meme ever be replaced? It's a good one, but we think we have a good nominee. Let me know in the comments section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that primetime is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today, and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. They've got over 30 years of odds-making experience in Las Vegas at Superbook Sports, and they are offering you the opportunity to take the fight to the best odds makers on the Strip. 
They've got the best odds boost and promo bets around in the Superbook app. So download it today. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, looking at the uh, looking at the crying Jordan meme, will it ever be replaced? There are a couple of good nominees, and the reason why this comes to mind is Super Bowl-related. So, for those of you who are watching the pomp and circumstance before the Super Bowl, Chris Stapleton sung the national anthem, and he absolutely crushed it. Uh, He was among one of several musical performers that had a big night. The camera flashes to Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni, who is uh, hand over heart as he listens to the rendition of the anthem that you can hear vocalizing in the background of this video clip as he sobs like a child ahead of Super Bowl 57. <laughs> like I can, I can appreciate it. I can appreciate the emotion. I can appreciate the 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 timing. Everything's kind of hitting you at once. But I can also appreciate out of context with Chris Stapleton wailing in the background. That is hilarious. I cannot wait for that to be on. Uh, what's the board game? Uh, what's that meme? You're gonna draw a card. It's gonna be Nick Sirianni's face of him crying. I love it. I love it. And I love it so much that I think it has finally passed the crying Jordan meme. No. We ha- we can retire the crying Jordan meme. Nick Sirianni is a – it's a better encapsulation of that moment. No, I, I strongly disagree. If you're going to replace crying Jordan with anything, it has to be Sean Moreno. Sean uh, Moreno, I don't think it was a Super Bowl. It might have been a Super Bowl. It might have been a playoff game. I can't remember exactly. The former Denver Broncos running back with the biggest teardrops I've ever seen in the history of man. I think something got in his eye. I don't think he was really crying. Like I don't was care. A, it, <laughs> I care. I can see in your eye. I can look and see if somebody else, some pocket sand got thrown in your face. That's one thing. But Nick Sirianni in that moment, it's even better because uh, the other clip, I should have pulled this for the show. Uh, of him wa- waving everybody over, saying, hey, come over here. And, and Jalen Hurts has to be like, all right, buddy, like, calm down, dude. Settle down, bud. It's like that that moment coupled with him crying before, I knew in the game he was going to get crushed if they lost, and Twitter did not fail us. They did not let us down. It's just the Chris Stapleton. It's not even about his face. It's the fact that Chris Stapleton is making sweet, sweet love to that vocal uh, on uh, on the night. He was eating it. He was eating it. Good for him. Bad for Nick Sirianni. Indeed. Jackie says, dude, Buck, you got to be careful letting the red flash on the stream. While he is at home, listen, it's <laughs> it's only from the neck up for a reason. I'm not standing up because it's just the shirt. It's just uh, the shirt. Stokely says this is a weird power dynamic where Bert owns Buck because he's probably. <laughs> I'm not, not going to read that, but yes, that's probably so. There is a dominance has been asserted in my home when I'm not here because Robert is de facto cat sitter. All right, I'm gonna pull the uh, I'm gonna pull the lever, Kronk, and send you back through the trap door. Get out of here. All right, let's see it. Ah! 
now I just have this thing in the middle of my face. Anyway, that is going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. Thank you guys, as always, for hanging out. Tomorrow on radio, we'll talk about the uh, we'll talk about Ryan Tannehill and the leverage that he has uh, with the Titans this offseason. Joe Corey was on the radio show today. I thought he was very, very concise with that. And if you missed those comments, we'll be talking about them tomorrow. Also, Tennessee hosting the number one basketball team in the country, men's basketball team in the country, Alabama. Uh, Bob Kessling, voice of the Vols, will be on the show at 1220 to preview the basket Vols and the Bammers. Have a great rest of your night, and I'll talk to you either tomorrow at 10 or 8 p.m. Central Time here on the Primetime Show. Are you surprised to hear that? Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.